0: Whenever you spend time fasting and praying and seeking God's face, he changes something inside of you. And a lot of people are looking for fulfillment. They're looking for something to make them happy. They're looking for something to satisfy them. When you get your focus off of yourself and you start seeking the face of God and his kingdom, you'll find that your life will be so filled with joy. A lot of those old songs we used to sing. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. How can I get my attention off of myself and quit thinking about myself and quit worrying about myself and quit worried about pleasing myself and seeking to do his will and somehow I come out further ahead? But that's the way the kingdom of God works. Turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14. Look to the person next to you and say to him, God is fighting for you. The other day I was praying and praising God. This is what I was doing. I was praying and praising him for who he is. It's amazing how when you spend time with God and you reflect upon the different aspects of God's character. And those different aspects are revealed through his word. See, if you spend time in his word, you'll notice different aspects or different facets of his character. And that's where this message came from. Today, I know that someone in this house needs to hear about this aspect of God, that the Lord is a warrior and that he is fighting. I want you to hear me. He's fighting on your behalf. I want you to, just to listen. I had a list of verses I had pages and pages. I started looking up verses that talk about the Lord fighting for us. And and I had pages and pages of verses that talks of Scripture where God fought for his people. Listen to this. I'm just going to read a few of them just to let your spirit take in what his word says. Deuteronomy 15. It says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Your right hand, O Lord has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them like stubble. Deuteronomy one thirty. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. Deuteronomy 3.22. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Deuteronomy 9.3. Therefore understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said to you. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to give you victory. Deuteronomy 33, 27. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy before you and will say, destroy. Joshua 10, 14. There has never been a day like it before or since a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. That's the day that the sun stood still. If God has to make the sun stand still to win a battle for you, he was willing to do that. Joshua 23, 3. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all the nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Joshua 23.10, one of your men puts to flight a thousand. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you just as he promised you. Second Chronicles 32.7, be strong and courageous. Do not, just in case you weren't sure that this is real, I'm going to give you some more. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of the king of Assyria nor before all the multitudes that is with him for there are more with us than with him with him is an arm of flesh but with us the lord our god to help us and to fight our battles isaiah 49:25 god says for i will contend with him who contends with you the psalmist wrote in psalms 18:47 it is god who avenges me And subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Isaiah 42, 13. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Now, for too long, we've made God, this image of God, an old guy in a white robe with a gray beard who can barely move around, sitting on a throne, doing nothing. I'm telling you that we serve a God who is alive today. We serve a God who cares about his people and still fights for his people. I need you to understand this. You are the people of God. You have been called by his name. You belong to him. And he has a responsibility to you. He has a responsibility to fight for his people, to defend his people, to provide for his people. You are his and he is your God. He is your savior. He's your victor. He's your strength. And I promise you, according to his word, he is fighting for you today. As we look at the word of God, one of the pivotal moments... Of Israel's history is their deliverance from Egyptian bondage. It's really so much of Israel's story is based upon this one portion of Scripture found in Exodus 14. It's a moment in time that they would recount again and again and again from generation to generation. And there are times that when people hear the story, you know, sometimes people kind of cross their arms and they say, well... Ah oh, here here they go again, telling me the old story. Here we go again. It's the same old story, but friends, whenever God has delivered you, this is what it's all about. You understand the story The Israel had been in bondage, and they were slaves in Egypt. The Egyptians were abusing them, They were working them so hard, beating them just horrible situation and the people begin to call out to God God would you hear us God would you have mercy they begin to call upon the name of the Lord and as they begin to call upon the name of the Lord God heard their cries for mercy and he sent Moses as a deliverer now Pharaoh rejected God's servant Moses and for a while, instead of things getting better, they got worse. And we need to talk about that for a minute. There are times in which we begin to pray. There are times in which we begin to call upon the Lord. There are seasons in which we find ourselves we're we're in a different place and we, a difficult situation or circumstance. And we call upon the name of the Lord. And instead of things getting better, they get worse. Wait a minute, Pastor. You told me if I fasted and prayed, everything would be great. I thought my breakthroughs right at the door. There are times and there are seasons whenever you begin to seek after the Lord. It gets worse before it gets better. You may as well understand that. The trials and the tests and the temptations become stronger for the enemy knows. He knows that the Lord is coming, that the Lord has heard your cries He knows that the deliverance is on the way, but he wants you to get you to give up and to lose faith and to lose confidence in your God. And he wants you to complain against God and turn away from him and stay in that place of bondage. But for the people of Israel, that's exactly what happened. It got worse before it got better. That's a test of our faith. Well, you know the story. I don't have the time to go into it. There were a bunch of plagues. Finally, Pharaoh had enough. And he told Moses to take the people and to leave. They gather the plunder of Egypt and they begin to leave. On their way out, they stop and encamp along the Red Sea. And Pharaoh changes his mind. And he sends his armies of chariots and horses after them. And we're going to look at just a brief verse or two here. In Exodus 14, 3, you know, the people complain, the people murmur. That's kind of human nature. we got to rise above that. The people complain and murmur and stuff. But we need to find out what Moses says. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Now, I have a message from the Lord for somebody in this house today. And this is one that's hot off the presses. It's not yesterday's news. It's a live feed from heaven. I need you to hear God's heart for you because this is what it's about. It's about God's heart for you. It's not just about a phrase. It's about God's heart for his people today. And not just God's hearts for his people. God is an intimate God. God is a personal God. He's not some God who's far off. He's intimately involved in your life. He needs you to hear his word for you today. Not as a church, as an individual, as a single man, a single woman, one person. You need to hear God's heart for you today. I believe that God would say to you today that you are worth fighting for. If you've been a slave in bondage, what do you think about this? Israel, they had spent 400 years in bondage. They were slaves. Not too many people fought for them. Not too many people defended them. Not too many people stood up for them. Moses stood up for him one time, and he had to run out of town. He had to leave. And now Moses is coming back. You remember the story? They were beating an Israelite slave. Moses stands up and defends him and kills the Egyptian who was doing it, buries his body. And then they find out the next day he thought it was all cool. And then people started talking about it. And Moses has to run. But he came back. Moses is the type of Christ. He's coming back. He defends you. He's coming back for you as his bride. He's coming back for you as his church. If you've been a slave... For 400 years, you'd be a really old guy. You'd be pretty tired. But if your nation has been a slave, if your family has been slaves, it's hard to get out of that slave mentality. It's hard to get out. Even when someone picks you up and takes you out of your situation, it's hard to get sometimes the situation out of you. It's hard to get it out of your thinking. It's hard to get it out of your head, the things that you've been through, the things that you've gone through. And so with the Israelites, they're standing there. Can you blame them? I'm going to ask you this. Can you blame them? A lot of times we say, well, they should have had faith. They should have had faith. They should have believed if they would have just done this or that. Can you blame them in a natural sense? When dad was a slave, grandpa was a slave. Great grandpa was a slave. Didn't have anything. Everybody beat us down. Every time we tried to rise up, they knock us down again. There's a lot of people. So when they come out and they're escaping And they hear that Pharaoh's after them. That slave mentality came back up in their head. No one's going to fight for us. After all I've been through, no one defended me before. Well, I heard about Moses trying to defend us. But look where we've been. Look what we've been through. You need to hear this. As I said, someone needs to hear that God is fighting for you. Why would anyone fight for me? Well, I don't know if you understand how much God loves you and he's for you. In your brokenness, God's fighting for you. In your addiction, God's fighting for you. Those of you who have an anger problem, can I tell you that God is fighting for you? Those of you who struggle with confusion and you don't know which way to go. Those of you who battle with depression, can I say that God is fighting for you? those of you who have pain and confusion in your life and you you don't know which way you're going and you don't understand all that's happening, can I say to you, can I tell you the truth of God's word that God is fighting for you? He is a warrior. That's what warriors do. Warriors fight for their people. They fight for those who belong to them. They war for those who cannot war for themselves. Amazing thing is a lot of us think that we're strong enough to fight for ourselves. Friends, we have an enemy. Without the power of God, without the help of God. Without the power of God. I want to say that again. Without the help of God. He defeats you again and again. If you could have beat him, you would have already beat him. But I am so glad that Jesus won for us the victory. He won for us the victory upon the cross. The Bible says that we overcome the accuser. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So it's through the blood of Jesus Christ that you and I are victorious in your rebellion. See, people don't know this. In your rebellion, God is fighting for you. In your sin, when you were an enemy of God, He was still fighting for you. In fact, He fought to the death. He fought to the death for your victory, so that you could have eternal life. The Bible tells us in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Here's the Egyptians. Let's go back to our account. Here's the Egyptians. The Egyptians, they see this. the chariots are coming. They're chasing them. God opens up the Red Sea and provides a way of deliverance for his people. The way of deliverance for them was the way of destruction for the Egyptians. Because they tried to go down the same road. They tried to go down the same path. And listen to what the Egyptian says. It says in, in Exodus 14, 24, During the last watch of the night, The Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army. And threw them into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots. So they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. You may say, well, Pastor Richie, that's a great story for Israel back then. But what about me today? I face a multitude of challenges but it doesn't have anything to do with horses and chariots. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Have I not commanded you, Joshua 1 nine? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You don't have to run. You don't have to be afraid. That you can stand with boldness and confidence. Isaiah 52 verse 12 says, For you shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. You hear that? That means you ain't going to run. You don't have to tuck tail and retreat. God's going to be your rear guard. Psalms 44 5 Through you, we will push back our adversaries. Through your name, we will trample down those who rise up against us. Psalms 138.7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect. Hear that. The Lord will perfect what concerns me. Did you hear that? Well, your situation is different. It don't matter what it is. It says that the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Isaiah 43. Those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. And Psalms 44.3, David recounted, For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword. Nor did their arm save them. But it was your right hand. It was your right hand. It was your arm. And the light of your countenance. Because you favored them. You're blessed and highly favored. That you belong to the Lord. That you're a child of God. The Bible tells us that you are precious. And you are honored in his sight. What a beautiful truth. Some of you, don't, you've been questioned because of your past. You've been questioned because of your circumstances. Will God come and rescue me? Does he know about me? Does he care about me? Pastor, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've fallen short a lot of times. Can I tell you that he knew that? I didn't stop him from coming as a babe, living a sinless life. Submitting himself to a cruel cross. To a cruel cross because the justice of God demanded, God's justice demanded that sin be atoned for. That didn't stop him from stretching out his arms and being nailed to that cross because he was fighting for you. Now you think, after he's done all that, after he took those stripes upon his back for your healing, he was fighting for you. When he took the shame and the reproach, when he was mocked and beaten and spit upon, he did that for you. That's how he demonstrated his love for you. Now, you think for a minute that he's going to leave you where you are? You think for a minute that he's changed his plan? Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. That's what we were, but we've been found. Maybe somebody who needed to hear that he's coming for you. He's coming for you. Pastor, I know he's coming back again, yeah. But in the midst of the trials and the things you're going through, he's coming to defend you. He's coming to save you. Maybe there's someone in this room today, who you would just simply say, Pastor, you know what? I'm not right with God. I know I'm not right with God. And I need him to rescue me. If that's you today, can I, I just want to invite you to just to join me up front. But I want to give you that opportunity that in this moment, that you need a Savior. And you would say, Pastor, I, that's me. I need a Savior. If that's you, just step out right now, because we're going to pray with you. Now, how about this one? Maybe there's some people who, because of your past, I hear about domestic abuse. That's something that's totally foreign to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why someone would do that, why they would hurt the people that they love and, and, and do those things. But I think about whenever you have that type of situation, the person gets beat down to the point that they don't think, Anyone else cares and anyone else would do anything. No one else cares. This is what I deserve. That's what the enemy does to God's people. He lies to them and he says, nobody cares about you. You're not worth it. If they knew how bad you were, if they knew you were this or you were that, no one's coming for you. Oh, yeah, they are. I needed somebody to hear that today. That he is fighting for you. He's fighting on your behalf. You can be assured. I understand how desperately I care for (laughs) and love my family. And if I, as a fallen dad, love my children, how much more does a perfect, holy God love and care for his family? He didn't leave us when we were in our sin. He didn't leave us when we were in our bondage. He didn't leave us. God would say to you today, you are worth fighting for. Father, today, I thank you that we serve a powerful God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful warrior who fights on behalf of his people. Lord, we trust in your unfailing love for us. We trust in your kindness and your tender mercy. We trust in your long-suffering for us. Lord, we trust that you are coming to deliver and set your people free. We trust that as we call out to you that you hear us. I pray that hope would arise in the hearts of God's people and that they would believe and receive the deliverance that comes from you. And I thank you and praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.